Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. starting then is that your way to sure yeah yeah okay hi everyone and welcome to episode 112 did it of the professional book nerds podcast presented by overdrive this is jill hi adam hi jill i'm proud of you you got that one i had to like think about that as i was speaking Uh uh-huh make sure i did that correctly well you did i'm very proud of you thanks how you doing i'm good how are you i'm good this is slowly become action slowly. This is quickly becoming my favorite episode that we've it's ever It's fun. Done. Yeah. I, yeah. So, um, for those of you who may be new in the last couple of weeks, we started doing this this year, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Uh, basically, the last episode leading into a new month, we talk about the books that we're most excited for uh, for the upcoming month. So, this one will be the books we're most excited for that are being released in May. Uh, the rules are as follows. Jill and I do not tell each other our lists. We go back and forth, and we have like a 99% success rating with this of not repeating books, so that means we're definitely going to repeat books this time. Uh, As always, go to the show notes. We have every single book linked in there. That will take you to the overdrive.com page for those titles, where for most of them, you can read a sample of it, or you can just get more information about it, and then you can also find it in your library that way so that you can place a hold on them if they're not out yet. And you can be the first on the waiting list. Unless you're in Cleveland, then you'll be behind Jill. <laughs> because she'll probably place holds while we record this. Yep, true story. That cover, is that everything? I think that's everything. And, and, I'm going to do this at the top. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do that by finding us on Twitter, at ProBookNerds. That's Jill and I. Me and Jill. That's us. That's the two of us. Or you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Let us know what books you're most excited about. We usually get good responses from this one. We do. People seem to like this one. Yeah. So um, that's what we're going to do. Yep. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. There you go. I also have a pop filter now, so I shouldn't sound so breathy like I did last time. I I may be the only one who's very aware of that. I think you are. That's all right. That's okay. I understand. I can say my B's and my P's and my D's without it sounding horrible in my own headphones when I listen to this. That is true. Boom. Okay. Am I starting? You can start. Okay. So the first one I have is We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Samantha Irby. Do you have that one in your list? I do not. Okay. You're giving me this look. I was like, man, did I miss No, I'm just waiting. Okay. So this is Samantha Irby is... A little bit of a well-known blogger and comedian. She has a blog titled Bitches Gotta Eat, which I absolutely that love. Sounds right up my alley. Um, yeah, so she based, this is a series of essays. Uh, she is a 35-ish year old adult, is what she says in her description. Uh, and in this, she discusses how to handle an adult budget. She talks about why she should be the new bachelorette. Uh, she talks about how she could easily pass for a 60-something-year-old uh, and all sorts of really great stuff. She has a story about a pilgrimage-slash-romantic vacation to Nashville. 
uh, to scatter her estranged father's ashes. Uh, all sorts of crazy stuff in here. I'm a big, big fan of autobiographical humor, like essays and things like that. Yes, so, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> so this one caught caught my eye. So that, that's my first one, Samantha Irby. We are never meeting in real life. Also, I want to point out, she does something that's really rare in, in book titles that I loved. Uh, she has a period at the end of the sentence of her actual name of the title. So oh, it's we're never genius. meeting in real life, period, like end of <laughs> sentence. I, I just, I've never seen that and yeah. it caught my eye. Also, there's a, a little wet kitten that's like hissing on, on the cover. So Sure, sure. I like every single thing about it. <laughs> um, okay, my first one is This Is Just My Face by Gabourey Sidibe. <laughs> I should have known you were going to put that one. You should one. have known I was going to put that one. Um, Gabourey, who, for those who don't know, kind of burst onto the scene, of, I don't know, a couple of years ago in the movie Precious. Mm-hmm. Since then, she has been in American Horror Story, and I think she's on Empire, or was? Or I think I think so, yeah. Um, so she's on a lot. Yeah. And uh, so this is her memoir, um, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I'm all about her. We I both love, love memoirs. <laughs> we do. I, I don't have as much many. Like last month was all memoirs. I don't have quite as many this time. This I think might I might be my have, only one. So I might have one more. See, I have, I have all. I have them all pulled up, but I can only see like the first word in each title until I go to that one. Right. Um. Uh. My next one is "The Stars Are Fire" by Anita Shreve. I almost put that one. All right. So here's the thing. I got a arc of this from. ALA, midwinter. And I haven't read it, but I gave it to my mother. So this one is actually a, uh, a Diane special. She loved this one. Uh, she's a, as big a reader as we are. And so half the conversations with my mom involve books for her book club, and this was one of them. So The Stars Are Fire by Anita Shreve. Excuse me. Almost choked on my own water or my own throat there. I'm dying. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, in October of 1947, after a summer-long drought, fires break out all along the main coast, and um, this is basically a story of the aftermath of the most catastrophic fire in the history of Maine. That part is true. Uh, the story itself is historical fiction. So uh, there are a couple of different people, five months pregnant, the main character, Grace Holland, is left alone to protect her two toddlers when her husband joins the volunteer firefighters, along with her best friend Rosie and Rosie's two young children. Grace watches helplessly as their houses burn to the ground, uh, the flames finally forcing them all into the ocean as a last resort. Uh, The women spend the night frantically protecting their children and in the morning find their lives forever changed. And then it goes on from there. So she said, Diane said it was very, very good. So I'm going to check it out. That's The Stars Are Fire by Anita Shreve. All right, I suspect you you might have this one on your list, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, for our Girl on the Train readers who were fans. I purposely left this off. Okay. Um, Paula Hawkins' is next book, Into the Water, comes out in May. So we know it's going to be a big one. So get on those whole lists mm-hmm. very quickly because <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a big one. Um, so a single mother turns up dead at the bottom of the river that runs through town. Mm-hmm. All right, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Earlier in the summer, a vulnerable teenage girl met the same fate. They are not the first women uh, lost to these dark waters, but their deaths disturbed the river and its history, dredging up secrets long submerged. So Girl on the Train was, of course, 
huge. Ginormous. 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 So this will probably be just as big and have that um, same kind of thriller suspense. Um, We have an arc floating around the office. Our dear coworker Emma, who loves these books, read it and Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, So, yeah. You don't know why it's not on my list? Why? Because our dear coworker Emma was supposed to give it to me to read, and she never did. And I'm supposed to be on the list after I you. I know. Well, you're it's coming out in like it's coming out next week anyway. Uh, that's a good point. I know <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, but I don't want to wait on the holds list. You guys are all just enjoying. It. This is all of our inner office. This is all of our inner office uh, drama. Yeah. Um, all right. My next one is "Since We Fell" by Dennis Lehane. Almost, but did not put it on nice. my list. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Lehane is a New York Times bestseller. He wrote Mystic River and Shutter Island, so I think you have an idea of where this one's going to go. Uh, it follows Rachel Childs, who is a former journalist who, after an on-air mental breakdown, lives in, uh, she's a virtual shut-in, basically. Uh, in all other respects, though, she kind of enjoys an ideal life with her ideal husband until a chance encounter on a rainy afternoon causes that ideal life to fray, as does Rachel's marriage, as does Rachel herself. Sucked into a conspiracy thick with deception, violence, and possibly madness, Rachel find, must find the strength within herself to conquer unimaginable fear and mind-altering truths. Anything relatively close to Shutter Island I'm in for. So. Yeah, I did enjoy Shutter Island. Yes. That was a good one. Um, all right, so I'm going to like shift gears completely mm-hmm. from these last two. But David Sedaris. I didn't put this, but I was going to. But you said last two, you only have two. From the last two, you only from have two. From the last two. Okay, I thought you only had two left. No, I was like, from right. the last two. Sorry, yes. kind of those, you know. Go, David Sedaris. David Sedaris, um, who I love. I love David Sedaris. So um, this is called Theft by Finding Diaries 1977 to 2002. That, I'm, that, I'm sold. Yeah, I, I know. Um, you don't really, it's familiar with David Sedaris. I imagine it's going to have the same... Yeah, so uh, these are his diaries that he has kept for a long time, like 40 years. Um, And he's always so funny. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say say about that. David Sedaris, diaries, coming out in May. I have a potentially even shorter description for my next one. Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. Uh, So it's Michael Crichton. He wrote Jurassic Park. And it's another adventure paleontology type of a story but this one it's set in the wild west during the gold the gold during the golden age of fossil hunting in 1876 so you've got indian tribes you've got gold hunting you've got dinosaur things i'm in and for those of our listeners who may be wondering he did write this before he died i should have said that yep it was a found manuscript i believe i remember reading up about it um Mm -hmm. so he this is legit like it's it's yeah. Michael Crichton wrote it just yeah. before his passing a couple years ago. Um, can I do my next one just because I didn't yes. realize. Go right ahead. So this happened subliminally while I was looking through all the books I wanted to talk about. So that one is Dragon Teeth. That's all about, you know, dinosaurs, fossils. We're all on the same page, right? Yep. Okay, my next one is called The Last Neanderthal by Claire Cameron. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize I was doing this until I looked at how I, how I ordered my list. Uh, uh, this one is getting a ton of attention from the millions and Globe and Mail and all sorts of different places. Uh, she wrote The Bear, uh, but this one is an enthralling story of two women separated by millennia but linked by an epic journey that will transform them both. So it goes from current day to 40,000 years in the past. 
Uh, so the 40,000 years in the past part of it is talks about the last family of Neanderthals trying to survive. And then the part that is this time, present day, uh, talks about the, I guess you did paleontologist, I suppose it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paleontologist who is discovering this life you know, nowadays and how they're connected and all these different things. So it, it sounded really different. Uh, really unique, and again, I didn't realize how closely together those were connected until I looked at my list. That's okay. That's last, okay. The last Neanderthal. Um, I have astrophysics for people in a hurry. That was my next one. God, we should. I shouldn't have gotten cocky. For by uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. I saw him speak when he was in Cleveland, like I don't know, a year ago or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. And um, this seems to be, as the title says astrophysics for people in a hurry um so according to the description tyson brings the universe down to earth succinctly and clearly with sparkling wit in tasty chapters consumable anytime and anywhere in your busy day um so yeah good way to keep up on your science i can even hear him saying that description he's listed as a narrator he not only am i a big fan of science he shows and all the different things that he does but yeah his voice is he's one of those voices where he, you know when he he starts narrating the shows and everything. He's like, the universe is full of many mysteries. Like, I'm just in. He's we so should great. have him on our podcast. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Neil, if you're listening. Yeah, Neil, we know you're listening. People please, do, please come on our podcast. People do that all the time to me. I know you're half-heartedly joking. Obviously, we'd love to have him on, but people do that all the time to me where I'll be having a conversation with, like, a cousin or a friend or even a sibling, and they'll be like, you should have so-and-so on your podcast. I'm like, well... We have wonderful relationships with publishers, but even if someone is on board, we still have to like, make their schedule work. And sure. There's a lot more that goes into it than just being Whatever. Like, hey, Neil. I'm putting it out there in the universe. Isn't that how that works? In the universe. Right? That's what I'm saying. I see what you did there. I put it out in the universe. Neil deGrasse Tyson, please come <laughs> on our podcast. I love it. Uh, my next one is The Radium Girls by Kate Moore. So we've talked about this a number of times, and we actually have a podcast coming up with her that will be released in the near future. Uh, the Radium Girls is a ridiculous true story about women who fought um, to have their, you know, basically these women worked with radium paint, uh, like all of their very short lives where they painted watches and they did um, what I believe is called lip and dip was how you described how you used it. You would literally touch the radium paintbrush to your mouth to keep the tip of the paintbrush as pointy as possible and then you would paint with it so they were ingesting radium i'm like physically recording every time i hear this part about it because it just freaks me out yeah so So they were ingesting radium they're all the time that they were working at these factories and they of course got very very sick and all of them ended up dying because of this and for a long long time uh the factories that they worked for refused to acknowledge that they were at fault in any way so this story is all about what happens to them and also, all of the uh, legal procedures that occurred at the end of all of their lives, sadly. And Kate Moore, the, the author, did an incredible amount of research. Like She traveled to where these people were all from and found all of their diaries and all sorts of stuff. And uh, this book's been out in the while, for a while uh, in the UK. So if you're listening from across the pond, as people say, uh, you're probably wondering why are you talking about this. It's finally just now coming out in the United States, so... Um, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear our interview with Kate. She's a wonderful person, but this story, the Radium Girls, it's, yeah. it made me so angry, but it's such a good book. So 
Yeah. Highly recommend it, but you will get very irritated at how horrible these stodgy old men were not letting these people, these women try to you know, get the money that they deserve. That'll happen. Yep. Um, okay, I have Dating Ish by Penny Reed. Oh, Penny! Penny! Hi, Penny! Number six in her Knitting in the City series. Yes. Dating Ish. So, um, we had her on our podcast a couple months ago. She is fabulous. I love I love her. She's so much fun. I love her. And then after interviewing her, like I went and read a bunch of mm-hmm. the, the Knitting in the City books, and they're just yeah, oh, delightful. So... Um, I don't want to call our shot, but I feel like at some point we'll have her back on just because she's so cool. I hope so, because she was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, but those of you who, it's a, it's romance, but it's like quirky romance. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's romance for people who don't read romance. I don't read romance, yeah. but I loved these. I was just going to say, her books to romance are kind of like how John Scalzi described himself to us to science fiction. Like, a wonderful gateway into romance. So if you don't think you like romance, I, I am a an adult male. I don't read the, any romance, but I've read Penny Reed books because they're she sold me on them and they're so much fun. And yeah, but the romance part is sort of, I don't want to say secondary, but it's not the focus. Right. Um, yeah. And her female characters are just really fun. So yeah, she's, dating-ish. She's Penny the Reed. best. She is a self published author uh-huh. so that may change how you find her books yeah out there in the world but but because she's a self-published author go support her yes go find her books go find her books uh my next one is flame in the mist by renee i want to say adie a-h-d-i-e-h uh this is this might be my only ya book that i have on this list um openly will admit i got drawn in by the cover I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's like a phoenix yep. type of a thing. And I'm going to Harry Potter a little bit. Um, so she's a number one New York Times bestselling author of The Wrath and the Dawn. Uh, this one is, like I said, it's young adult. And it's been described as a YA adventure set against the backdrop of feudal Japan where Mulan meets Tamora Pierce. So mm. it's very, very interested in that. Um, I'm also actually reading a book that's kind of like a Mulan retelling right now, so that was another reason why I got interested in it. But um, yeah, anything that has... I love Mulan. She was wonderful. But Flame Flame in the Mist, again, if you look it up on overdrive.com, you'll see an incredible cover, which don't judge a book by its cover, I know, but this one, it was for a positive, so I got excited about that. Yeah, no, it's a really cool cover. Yeah. Um, Next up, I have New Boy by Tracy Chevalier. Did you have it on your list? Yep. <laughs> so this is the next book in the Hogarth Shakespeare series, which takes um, contemporary authors and they are given a Shakespeare play and sort of modernize it or retell it in a new way mm-hmm. is basically the best way to sum it up. There's a couple out there. Um, Margaret Atwood had Hagseed come out a while ago and Tyler had Vinegar Girl. I feel like I'm forgetting. Joe Nesbo. Yes. Um... Um, there's actually been... Yeah. There's been a couple. Was, was like Joe Nesbo Shylock? I... Um, no, no, yeah. no, no. Shylock is my name, was Howard Jacobson. Uh, Joe Nesbo... Shoot, which one was Joe Nesbo? It... Vinegar Girl? No, that's Ann Tyler. That's Ann Tyler. The, and the... Jeanette Winterson did The Gap of Time. Maybe Joe... 
maybe the Nesbo one hasn't come out yet. Maybe. Because I know, um, anyway, so anyway, so yes, Shakespeare, Hogarth, Shakespeare series, and, uh, uh, Tracy Chevalier is doing Othello, which is one of my favorite plays. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and it is set, um, in a school, uh, 1970 suburban Washington, um, among, like, middle grade kids, which is an interesting way of putting it, but, um... But I, I can see, though, with 1970s, I can see how it would be an interesting oh, absolutely. spin on um, the relationships that happen. But, yeah, so, new boy. I'm excited. I'm really mad that I put that on my list. I should have known. I, we've talked about every one of the Hogarth books. I should have known. Uh, okay, my next one. So, my next one is The Leavers by Lisa Ko. Uh, this one... I'm going to, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Pachinko, which is why I wanted to read it, because I love Min Jin Lee so much. <laughs> uh, one morning, uh, Polly, an undocumented Chinese immigrant, goes to her job at a nail salon and never comes home. No one can find any trace of her. Uh, with his mother gone and the 11-year-old son, Deming, is left mystified and bereft. Eventually adapted by a pair of well-meaning white professors, Deming is moved from the Bronx to a small town upstate and renamed Daniel. But uh, far from all he's ever known, Daniel struggles to reconcile his adoptive parents' desire that he assimilate with his memories of his mother and the community he left behind. Mm -hmm. And it's then told from his perspective as well as his mother's and them trying to find each other and all sorts of different stuff. Um, I... I couldn't stop thinking about Pachinko when I read the description, so I was very, very interested in that. That's The Leavers by Lisa Ko. I have Mr. Rochester by mm-hmm. Sarah Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. It is a retelling of Jane Eyre, but it's from the point of view of Edward Rochester. It's pretty straightforward. I like it. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jane Eyre is one of my favorites. So. I know. Remember all the times I've been yelled at for not liking it? It's happened several times. Not with me, but I feel like you've had that conversation with probably a lot of my coworkers. A lot of your coworkers. <laughs> um, my last one, because we ended up having a couple on the same list, uh, Men Without Stories by Haruki Murakami. Uh, so this is a awesome new collection of short stories. Uh, it's his first work of fiction since uh, it's been a while. Uh, but across seven tales... Murakami brings his powers of observation to bear on the lives of men who, in their own ways, find themselves alone. Uh, Here are vanishing cats and smoky bars, lonely hearts and mysterious women, baseball and the Beatles, woven together to tell stories that speak to us all. Marked by the same wry humor that has defied his entire body of work, in this collection, Murakami has crafted another contemporary classic. All in for short stories by a genius. Yes, indeed. Um, I have two more. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Anne Boleyn, King's Obsession by Alison Weir, which I've mentioned no before. No way. <laughs> Shocker. I mentioned this one before, so I'll just, it's finally actually coming out though. Mm-hmm. But um, Alison Weir is a British historian and novelist, and she is currently working on a series of books about each of King Henry's um, six wives. And so she's on the second wife now, Anne Boleyn. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yes. I'll read it because I read all her books. Um, and then finally, I have Where Did the Lost Girls Go by R.J. Noonan, 
Rookie cop Laura catches her first investigation when the fiery crash of a sports car lights up the night sky. The fire burns the body beyond recognition, but the police are able to identify the car as that of Kent Jameson, celebrity author. And Jameson fears that the unidentified body in this is his 17-year-old daughter, Lucy. But it's not. It is a teen runaway named Kira, whose disappearance has been linked with other missing persons, more than half a dozen lost girls who disappeared while living on the streets of Portland. Um, so... Sounds really good. Yeah, I actually had that. I'm gonna listen to it off because I thought you might put it on there. Look at that. Yep. Maybe we've gotten we've gotten really good at well, this. Then that we, we could like predict. What the other I know. Person. Well, but this is the first time we've had several. Like we've done that before, where one of us has been like, mm, Adam's gonna put that yeah. on, or Joe's gonna put that on. But this time, I don't know. I think I got said so many that I was really excited about. But um, yeah, no, it's a good it's a good month. It's a good month. There's a lot coming out. Um, I want to point out. Because it's we're close enough now, where I want to make sure that we get a chance to actually talk about this before it's happening. We briefly mentioned it, but we are hosting a Fierce Reads panel. Uh, Fierce Reads is a young adult arm of Macmillan, and they do this really cool tour every single spring into summer, uh, where they take a few of their really big young adult authors and they tour them all around the country. Uh, it's similar to author events that you might see at your local libraries or your local bookstores, but instead of having just one author there, they have several. So uh, on this tour, uh, it's kicking off in Cleveland here. So if you are in the Cleveland area and you listen to this, uh, we're going to be at the Parma Snow Public Library on May 9th at 7 p.m. Uh, I believe it is a ticketed event. So uh, if you go to CuyahogaLibrary.org, you can get some information about how you can join us. Um, but it's Aaron Beatty who wrote The Trader's Kiss, which is what I'm reading right now, which is really, really good. Uh, Taryn Matharu, who wrote the Summoner series. His new book, The Battle Mage, actually comes out this month as well, which I was super excited for. Uh, think, I talked about this a little bit in the past, think like Harry Potter meets Chronicles of Narnia meets Lord of the Rings. It's so much fun. Uh, Kristen Orlando, she wrote You Don't Know My Name, which I just finished last week, which is incredible. And then Scott Westerfield, who is really well known for the Zero series and the Ugly series, and he has his first graphic novel coming out called Spill Zone. Um, but yeah, if you're in the Cleveland area, the Fear Streets tour is on May 9th. Come see us. That's a Tuesday. And then I'm just going to really quickly, because they are having us do this, I'm going to give a quick shout out for all their other places. They're going to be in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, they're going to be in Santa Cruz, Menlo Park, Las Vegas, Austin, Texas, and Coral Gables. So if you go to fearstreets.com, you can see when there'll be all these different places. It's uh, the middle of May, basically. And um, you can come see some really cool authors and um, ask them some questions and get to meet them. And most importantly, if you're in Cleveland, you can come meet us. Yay! Yay. So We love you, Cuyahoga County yeah. Public Library. <sighs> they're the best. I think this is the first time that I've ever remembered to say everything that I wanted to say. Congratulations. Thank you. Only took us 112 episodes. (laughs) I nailed it. Um, Anything? Are you reading anything? I think I just asked you this recently. Am I reading anything? Um, I just finished something over the weekend and my brain is on my spreadsheet. What did I just finish? (laughs) Actually, wait. I finished two books over the weekend. I finished reading. Where is my spreadsheet? Yes, I keep a spreadsheet, whatever. Yeah, it's Oh, awesome. wait, no, i just kidding. I only finished one. Or wait, maybe I didn't write the other one down. No judgment. Um, no, I actually read a... 
book called Cast Member Confidential by Chris Mitchell, which is about a guy who worked at Disney. Oh, <laughs> that sounds amazing already. Yeah, so it was a memoir about his experience working at Disney That's as a photographer. Awesome. Um, you said it was just the one, not not two. I I swear there was two, but I maybe didn't write it down. Yeah, perhaps it wasn't super memorable. That is entirely possible. Yeah. Um, I just finished listening to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the audiobook. Eddie Redmayne reads it. Yep. Oh my goodness, guys, go listen to it. It's like two hours long. It's so good. It's so short. But, um, yeah, I'm finishing up stuff for BEA, so I don't want to talk about it just yet, what I'm reading until I get 100% confirmation on those so I can talk about that it. That is a good idea. Yeah. I, I did start listening. I just remembered this. I did start listening to the audiobook of Caitlyn Jenner's memoir. Yeah, you were talking about that. Last month. Yes, I was. Um, so it came out, um, let's see, it's coming on Thursday. It came out this week, like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so listening to that. I'm guessing just you just started it. I just right? started yeah. it. Yeah, I just nice. started it. Um, well, like I mentioned, let us know what books you're excited about, either what books you have read or are going to read. Um, feel free to tweet at us, send us an email. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, anything else? Nope, I think that's it. All right, cool. I hope you guys... Uh, really dig into that list. I feel like we gave you a lot of good reads for May. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.